Paradise Rescued is a sustainable, environmentally friendly, award-winning micro-wine business, hand-producing fine organic Bordeaux wine. Our winery was founded with the mission of maintaining the rural heritage of our village in Cardon, Bordeaux, France. Paradise Rescued has a clear international vision and a passion for providing personal customer service. Welcome to the Paradise Rescued podcast series. My name is David Stannard. I'm the founder director of Paradise Rescued. It's my pleasure to join you here today to launch this series of podcasts and to introduce this episode one, which is entitled In the Beginning. What we're going to try and do for these series of podcasts is not only to share where we're up to at Paradise Rescued and to extend our level of customer service to our uh, our army of fans around the world, but also to um, bring you a little bit about what is Bordeaux wine. Um, we're going to share our story, we're going to share the Bordeaux story, we're going to talk about some of the perceptions and the realities of Bordeaux wine, and uh, I think there's a, there's a fairly good little niche here because I, I don't see many other podcasts out there specifically focusing on, on Bordeaux wine and, and what it is and what it does. And uh, I'd like to share that uh, with you, but it'll come from a perspective that's different. Paradise Rescued is, is not a, a big brand, Grand Chateau, or anything like that. Um, Paradise Rescued is a 10-year-old, um, unique, niche, micro-winery boutique brand. Um, we only have about one acre, um, sorry, one hectare, two and a half acres, of vineyard surface under cultivation at any point in time. We might be a bit bigger in the future, but we're really at the, the small niche, uh, high quality end of that. And that puts us in a very unique position in, in Bordeaux. Um, so we're gonna bring you some of, that, uh, the, some of that story as well. I have specifically entitled this episode in the beginning because we've been operational now for about 10 years. And it's always at this time of year in the what is the springtime, of course, in uh, in France and the northern hemisphere, to reflect on where we started from, and our first season and vintage was 2010. So here we are in 2020, in, in quite different circumstances, um, from a world perspective, from a, from a vineyard perspective, and uh, I thought it'd be just fun to talk about that story and, and where we've come from. Um, the journey for Paradise Rescued started out um, based on my personal history and my love for the village in Cardon, which goes back to having purchased the property in 1992. And with a lot of changes, particularly in the wine industry in Bordeaux and the success and rejuvenation of the city of Bordeaux, Demand for land, if you like, in, in satellite villages and the countryside around Bordeaux um, has skyrocketed. And that, of course, has impacted on our little village in Cardon as well and put demands on land around us. So at the very beginning, certainly, I would describe our little house as being uh, part of the countryside, part of just being out there as part of a hamlet, if you like, at the, uh, the outskirts of the village. And progressively over time, <clears throat> that has been sort of built back into the village as the development has come to reach us. 
And it came to a point in time where really a decision had to be made whether to, um, to be integrated and become part of almost like a small town or to, to put up a defence to sustain this little corner of our, of our paradise. And, you know, out of that, our, our mission was born to protect the heritage of our beautiful village, sustain our rural community, and, of course, to produce uh, high-quality organic wines that we were going to export to the world. But I can clearly remember that first, it was winter then, with the winter, I guess you'd call it, of 2010, that led into the spring that followed. And our process of getting started, um, we had uh, zero experience, we had masses of passion, a clear idea and vision of where we wanted to go, and obviously our mission that I've just talked about. And we happily teamed up at that stage with Pascal, um, who is still a vigneron, and, um, and her daughter, Albain, who for the, the first uh, eight years of our operation was both our viticultural, organic viticultural advisor and our winemaker. And I remember it well because back at the start of 2010, we only had one, uh, one vineyard, and that was the Cabernet Franc vineyard, the one that we call Hercat Sud today. That's the one that sits between the, uh, the beautiful 12th century church up on the, what they call the old hill of Cardon, and overlooks our uh, vineyard that sits in front of our friends and neighbours. And back then, the Cabernet Franc vines would have had an age probably of about 15, 16, 17 years old on them. And um, that little vineyard was in a state of some disrepair. It had been, um, how shall I say, uh, uh, maltreated, overdosed with uh, every um, pesticide and herbicide and, and fungicide on the planet. Um, there was very little grass left in that area. And so it was a real rescue mission that we were, were setting up. And hence, in part, why the name of our operation today is Paradise Rescued. I mean, that is where it came from. This is little corner of uh, paradise. Uh, it's it just incredible to think, you know, that um, there's this little 12th century church and it's literally the view as you look towards that church of a night time as the sun sinks behind it is, is quite splendid. And anybody who's been there and sees that understands exactly why we do what we do. The conversion of, um, I don't know what you call it, contemporary, I suppose, uh, vineyard into back to an organic one is, is a steady process that takes time. Um, from day one, obviously, you, you start to immediately follow the, the principles of, of organic viticulture very quickly. Um, but it takes time because you, when you're going to move to something that requires handcrafting rather than machine treatment, and uh, machine harvesting and machine everything, then there is a lot of work to do. And Pascal's first, I, I think, learning curve was, was understanding how to take the time and how to properly prune and craft the vineyard and each vine. And um, quite often a lot of people will remark how, how she treats every vine as if it was her child. And that's part of the process. Um, you, you'll be aware, obviously, of you know the, what I call the carpenter's rule. You know, you, you measure twice and you cut once, because once you've made that cut and you've made that pruning move, 
then that's it. <laughs> There's no going back for a, for a second go and joining the two pieces of stick together again. So Pascal had to learn that, and I would say that Pascal measures about three or four times before she makes those cuts. Over time, she's got much faster at it, but in the initial stage when the, the architecture and layout of the, each vine really didn't resemble what you wanted, it's taken a long time to, to get the what's called the guillot style, the double guillot style vines, back into some working order. Ten years on, now that we're entering into season 11, then, uh, yeah, look, things are a little bit uh, a little bit easier and straightforward, but you always have to remember in, in making that, doing that pruning, that each move and each bit of design and each cut that you make is influencing that particular vine, not just for the current season ahead, but also probably for the next definitely one, most likely two and sometimes three years ahead. Pruning is uh, not a well understood art. It is an art and uh, doing it quickly and taking shortcuts can certainly impact on that vine for the future. One of the principles that you will hear me talk about a lot is that good wine is first made in the vineyard. We certainly have a culture out there, and I'm sure this will attract plenty of uh, <laughs> feedback and commentary from, from winemakers everywhere, but we have a culture out there, certainly at the moment, that says, um, yeah, look, I'm a winemaker, and I can really turn water into wine. And um, that just isn't true. And when you really get down to talking to great uh, vignerons, um, come analogues, winemakers, whatever, they clearly understand that what you do in the vineyard is absolutely critical. If you don't have good fruit from your vines and you don't harvest it well, then the possibility of making great wine is just not there. It starts absolutely always in the vineyard. To conclude the, the story part of this episode, um, it is certainly just unbelievable to look at that small Cabernet Franc vineyard. It's about an acre. It's uh, 40, what we call 40R, A-R-E, um, which is a one hundredth of a hectare. So it's about 0.4 of a hectare in total surface area. And to see what the difference is as a result of Pascal's love and care over a number of years and how she's really just put all of her time into nurturing that in there and her passion to, to create something uh, quite exceptional. So she's had to start with a really difficult um, tapestry and, uh, and craft board, but she's making it into something that uh, is quite unique. And, um, yeah, it is. you can really see the difference now, and you can look at the photos and everything else, and you can see what a difference that Pascal has made over that period of time. So just to sort of bring this first episode to conclusion, I thought I'd just uh, give a brief update of where we are in season 11. Um, um, and this will lead on to a number of other discussions later on in, in this series. But you can, you can certainly see that the season is off to an early start. And um, even in the space of 10 years, you can, you can see this climate change process getting into action. So right now... The, the, the vines have been all absolutely pruned. That was completed at the end of February. We like to do that late. That has uh, a lot of advantages in not getting the sap up and running uh, too early uh, and gives the plants time to recover properly, etc. 
Um, but they're up and running. The bud burst literally was two to three weeks ago, which again um, is, is quite early. Um, some of the new little shoots coming out of the, the main branches, the two main branches we've created on the vines are now you know 10 centimeters long. Um, all the, the branches are tied down again, ready in the double guillot fashion, ready to go. And um, yeah, spring is, is underway. And the first micro-treatment, um, because there is a fair amount of still rain and humidity around, first micro-treatment was applied to the, uh, the new leaves um, just last week. So season uh, 2020 is underway. Um, let's, let's see what excitement that, that brings for us and what challenges will be, uh, will be going ahead. The good news is that for a small vineyard, Pascal can work pretty much solo. So all the social distancing, um, all the virus prevention is, is carried out very effectively. Um, and she's able to, to operate that. We do, um, for the treatments, we do use um, a light tractor with the, uh, for the micro-treatments. And that first spraying has been, uh, has been carried out and successfully done. And again, the, that can be done completely in isolation from one person to another. So that's all excellent news. What I do love from all of the pictures and the conversations I have with Pascal is certainly the, the vigour of the, the vines uh, this year. Um, progressively over time when you work on your vineyard and that's not just on the vines but it's on, on the soil as well because it, uh, it kind of starts with the, the soil and if you're, you're not adding you know, synthetic fertilisers on there you're not spraying it with chemicals that, that don't uh, have a place there in the organic viticulture then the soil starts to grow when you, you cultivate it properly you, you see the, the change in activity the return of earthworms and other really beneficial insects in and around that whole environment but certainly looking at the, the pictures now they're in, in, in massive contrast to the rest of the world the rest of the world is, is bunkered down and confined and, and literally staring through windows at our vines and the vines out there appear to be loving every second of it and uh, they're in a really good shape and that's a great place to to be as we we go into the new season and uh, we look forward to bringing you more updates in that uh, area the other thing that I wanted to share at this particular time, which I think is very, very important um, and critical for all of our, our customers worldwide, is to know that, yep, um, there is a, a significant issue there and an event worldwide. Um, Paradise Rescued is, does have a, a very clear plan to, to move on with business. We are still shipping orders to Europe. We're shipping orders in Australia, and we're currently out of stock in the USA, and we'll be, uh, we're taking steps to, to sort that out in the near future. Given also that in the USA, uh, moving product around between states is, is not an easy thing with the uh, legal and regulatory uh, framework that you have there. But we'll be doing our best to try and overcome that, and we have some more innovation in that space that we'll be working on with our US partners in, uh, throughout 2020. So that's it for episode one. We'll be back very shortly with the second episode, a bit more of the story and a bit more of a sharing of update of where we are in Paradise Rescued and what's happening in around Bordeaux. So thank you for listening. My name's David Stannard again. Um, this is Paradise Rescued, and we've really appreciated your company for this podcast. Wherever you are at the moment, please look after yourself, and we look forward to talking to again to you very, very soon. Thank you.